0: Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Concerts that made us, interviews and stories, tales from the bus. We love taking you back to when it all went down. The greatest live shows and the cheering crowd sound. It's concerts, concerts that made us, concerts that made us Com.
2: Hi, this is Tristan from Cell Games, and you're listening to Concerts That Made Us.
0: Kristen, you're very welcome to Concerts That Made Us. Hiya, how you doing? Good, good. How's yourself? Ah, Not too bad. I've I've survived this far anyway, so. (laughs) We're just getting started, so I don't know how to take that. (laughs) Look, we'll see. First of all, you guys have a pretty big gig coming up on the 16th of December supporting War of Attrition. Give us all the details about it.
2: So that is in Pharmacia, which is in Limerick. If people don't know and want to go, it's in Limerick. Um, I've never been to Pharmacia. I think it's like Limerick Fibers, kind of, maybe a step up. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, yeah, we're supporting The War of Attrition. It's their gig. Um, As well as that, it's Salothern. I think I'm saying it right. Salothern from up the north. They're um, a newish band. And open the show, it's uh, Goblin and Sharktooth. I think they're I, th- I think they're two separate things, but I think for this they're they're working together. Um it's more of an electronic sort of a thing for that. But um yeah, they're opening and then the software and then us and then more of attrition. And I'm looking forward to that. It's our second time ever in in Limerick. So hopefully it goes better than the last time because we fed the siege and that was great. Stayed overnight, uh, drove home and my car just shit the bed on the M7. It was great. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, at least you made the gig, that's the main thing. That's it. I was I was actually because I've had car trouble um like the entire week leading up to it. And I dropped it with someone on Friday. I was around on Friday and then Saturday I was like, You have the car back. I was like, Cool, great, brilliant. Um, and we were like ten minutes out from um Dolans in the car, and I see like the smoke start to appear. And I was like, No, not now, please, please, please. Like we have to be there, like by you, come on. And I was like, Oh no, it's just the drummer's vaping in the back. I was like, right, that's grand. <laughs>
0: oh man and uh, where's the best place for people to get tickets at this stage
2: Um, they're on both tickets.ie and Eventbrite and if you go to ALM promotions or cell games our own um, profiles like in our link trees there will be links to both of those Um, to the best of my knowledge I'm not sure because I I think the mechanics of both sites might be a bit different but to the best of my knowledge it's 8 euro in advance or if it's more of a last minute thing for you, it's ten euro on the door. So it's like it's a small saving, but like it's, you know, like that two euro could go towards something else. If you could go towards sell game stickers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's not bad though for a good gig like that with a
0: good amount of bands, you know, it's a good price.
2: Definitely, especially if you do like a veil of the, the fact that it's only eight euro, like that's like that's a lot of gig for not a lot of money yeah yeah exactly
0: and it's put together by ALM promotions they seem to be doing great things for the rock community in Ireland they're putting on lots of rock gigs with great bands
2: they seem to be kind of a little bit everywhere as well not like everywhere everywhere but like normally you see like, like it'd be Dublin and maybe somewhere else in Dublin and then they might venture towards Wicklow a bit or something or up towards that but that's kind of it or like they might do Cork and that's kind of it but she seems to be like she's um, kind of Cork Limerick and then a few in Dublin and she seems to be working a lot with I don't know if you've seen Nutshell Grunge yeah yeah yeah. that kind of that kind of collective they seem to kind of sort of working together there um, we're not part of that we're not like, we're not necessarily a grunge band but we know all the lads in it and it is good just we're not we wouldn't fit the remit of that it'd be very strange like they'd all be coming in doing their grungy things and then we'd show up with, like, with a laptop with all the beeps and boops and it wouldn't really <laughs> it might but it's not the it's not the same thing but yeah they're, they're definitely like I've I've done um, an ALM gig in a different band, and like it's very good, it's great stuff.
0: I was actually wondering that at the last couple of weeks, I was like, are they part of the nutshell? Because new metal doesn't really blend with grunge too well. I was wondering, were you part of it?
2: I don't know. I mean, we're friends with all of that, um, but like we're not, we're not quite, like we're not quite within the the parameters of it. We have like I've gigged with um, somebody other bands and it, like Ritual Effect are. Like a very good friend. Like I've been in bands as the last Mutual Effect and we played gigs together in um in Dublin and all sorts of things like that. So like we're not opposed to it, just like we're not in it. <laughs> <laughs> I get you,
0: I get you And Cell Games released Jailbreak on the first of December. Tell us a bit about the track.
2: So that one is it's an interesting one for us because normally with our music, um it kind like it kind of starts with me because we started out as more of a recording sort of a thing anyway. And I had these demos and then Maximilian, um, our front man, like initially it was just us. And I was like, hey, do you want to make these demos into songs? And like it's kind of a new metal thing. And I'd like present him with these and we do that. And then since getting the full lineup, like we'd demo that out and bring that into the band and they'd kind of, I'd be like, do like the drums are like this, but do them like they're good, please. <laughs> like the bass is like this, but do it like, do we it like a bass bear, did it. Um, so we'd always be kind of working on stuff that I brought in, and then Maximilian would work on it. We'd have that. But this was one that had been kicking around for years. It was like a Maximilian boy solo thing. Um, maybe even 10 years, he might have had it kind of knocking around in some form or other. And it was just like a, it's just a hip-hop thing. It's just like it was just a rap song. Um, just a rap song. It was a rap song. Uh, but he was like, He's like, we don't have Anthony in the set that fills the hole that this song kind of filled. So, it might be worth examining this and maybe seeing if it could be like a Cell Game song. So, like, I listened to it on his SoundCloud and I was like, trying to figure out, like, how does it translate? Uh, and it turns out it translates very well. But it's that uh, some, it, like, some of it's mad because it it was never intended to be played by people the way he did it. Like, it was just like programmed stuff. So, I had to kind of go, like, right, well, that's not. The is not really playable, uh what's close and can do that or like the is like a real drummer has to do something over that um and even when I brought like the demo i was it was like the demo was like jailbreak brackets, still games version and <laughs> but even like like I brought it into like a practice, and the drummer kept me he was like uh, so the drums and that like what what do you actually want me to do? And I was like, just just do whatever like i I was literally just like, look, I just have it this way. it gets small, it gets big." The chorus is bigger, the bridge is smaller. Just do something with that. And it's very, um, very, Tanchi is his name. I know it sounds like a descriptor, but Tanchi's name. It's very taunchy. Um Kind of drums in that song. Like you just stuff like you, you just try things in practice. And then like it hit on that one. It's like, that's the one. That's that's the song now. Do that. Or like the big, there's a big double kick part in the middle. So I didn't think the program. because I was like, I'll just copy and paste the halves. It's fine. Um, so yeah it's kind of it went from being just just a Maximilian solo thing to like this weird new metal demo of it that I had to like what it is now like even the guitars and the verses that would just be like kicking around in practice and uh, going like I have to play something and I don't know what so just keep I'll do something um, but yeah it came out on the first and it's done the best of anthem we've done so far which is great I kind of hoped it would because, yeah, when we were playing battle well to the masses um, in February, people kind of latched onto that one a little bit. There's even, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Cosmo Palace, Angel, he does like a lot of music video stuff and he films all the, the heat to that. And <laughs> he had like a, a video from one of the heats and it was just cell games, but it's just every time they say jailbreak. And so it's just a couple of things like, like jailbreak, 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 jailbreak. <laughs> Like,
0: we do say Break" a lot. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's a great song, Don. that's a really interesting story, too. But uh, it's kind of really fun and grabs your attention straight away. And I've been diving into your music over the last couple of weeks now, and the first thing I noticed about you guys is... I was like, no way these guys are from Ireland. They're actually too good. They have to be like veterans <laughs> of the scene in the States, you know. How did you guys find your style and your sound? Um, I suppose that it,
2: it does help a bit that like, if we're not young lads. Um, and we've all done lots of other li- little bits before we got together. So initially, um, like it was just me and Maximilian at the start. And the way I met him was, he was playing in a band called The Actual Mafia, which is it's a very silly band name, but they were very good. I think I I like, I like knew the drummer from that band, and I think I tangentially knew the bass player, kind of. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll go to your, your launch in Thomas House. And after the set, I had to go, I was put up to him, and I was like, man, I've got this idea that I want to play Blood Sugar Sex Magic all the way through with a band, and I want you to be Anthony Kiedis. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, brilliant, yeah, cool. I just add me on Facebook, and then like I never did that. But then a few years later, um, a few years ago at this point as well, it would like, be twenty eighteen, I think, is when I came up with the idea. Like it was Chester Pennington had just like passed in July twenty seventeen, and even at that point, I was like, someone needs to play a hybrid theory all the way through, and it should be me and someone else. But all my friends were like, "There's." No, like you can't, there's no time to do that. What are you talking about? I was like, okay, but like for his anniversary, like we should do that. And like the proceeds should go to AWARE. it would be like it would be a cool thing to do. And Maximilian just showed up in my DMs. He was like, hey, I want to be your Mike Shinoda. I was like, yeah, absolutely, do that. Um, and we did that gig, and it was a hybrid theory all the way through. And raised like I think a grand or thereabouts for for a wear. And afterwards, I was like, you know what? It is very fun playing new metal, and I thought like. Because it was like there was kind of still a bit bit of like if you said new metal, people people like oh, massive jeans and wrapping and turntables. That's not good. But I was like, you know what? This is actually really good, and everyone here is like really into it. And even the bass player in that band, um, like he hadn't listened to Lincoln Park ever in his life. Because uh, he was like he was twenty three or something at the time, so like it just passed him by completely. But uh, he was like, you know, some of these songs are really good. It's like. They are really good. That's why we're so upset.
1: <laughs> um,
2: I got Like just after that, I was kind of like in tandem with still doing that and making an annual gig. I was like, Man, we like I have all these demos and they're all like, just when I go to do rips, they kind of come out like this anyway. I think we should like try and do this. And like towards the end of 2019, we were kind of kicking like demos back and forth. I had like maybe two or three demos. That I was like, I think these could be the ones that might be songs. I don't know. Um, like they're all very copy and paste. Nothing has a bridge. I was like, they're they just like it's a verse in the chorus, and I was copy and pasted it because a song has to have two verses and two choruses. And we were kind of trying people out and stuff. Um and we had a drummer and we didn't have a drummer and we auditioned bass players and we were looking at other people. And then it got to 2020 and we're like, right, well, there's no gigs. Uh, can't really do anything. So it was like, will we actually just do these songs? And I'll like record them a bit better, and you send me over your vocals, and we'll do that. And we got the first song out that way. Um, the configuration it came out at the start of 2021, and even on that song, a little bit, the way I'd written it initially, it was kind of this thing I had in my head where, when we were jamming stuff out, um, I was still very like. Well, like we have to be able to do it live so like it, it's just you know guitar bass drums vocals and like i maybe do overdubs but really i want to have like the focal points be playable live and then with that one i was like ah well like there's, there's no gigs so you know it's kind of whatever so there's like one keyboard part in that song or like there's big layered vocals that we maybe can't do live and then it was a few months later and i was like you know what there's still not gig and i have been kind of looking into like how do you do tracks live? Everyone does it anyway, and I was like, it's time for me to embrace the fact that look, it's going to be tracked. It's fine. So like the next single was just like, like well this is unplayable <laughs> without tracks, and I was like, we're into like the electronic part of it, um, and that's like relics was that one, and that's still in the set. So we kind of went that way, and then we got to the end of 2021, we were kind of like, right, well was it the end of 21 or 22 and it was like oh gigs are back either way gigs are back and I was like oh we're not ready yeah. oh no <laughs> we blew it uh, I was even thinking like, oh we'll do Metal to the masses. like we have like the demos and sure like by the time the heats come around we'll have a band I uh, think my girlfriend was like absolutely don't do that because you won't be ready <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, and he wouldn't have been ready but um, we got Deb on board then really soon Deb's the bass player Um. We got her on board pretty soon. And we kind of like tangentially knew her because she played bass in I don't know if you've heard of Witch Kicker. No, actually. They were kind of around like again, like sort of before the pandemic. And then I think when the pandemic was over, they kind of did all this, gone and of done other stuff, so never really got back together. But the singer from that band um is in a band Chronot, right play bass. And I I, t- I said to her like, Laura, like I need a bass player and she's like oh Deb might do it if you get on to her and uh, I remember if I got onto her or she got onto me and she's like oh like I want to give that a go and I was like yeah cool uh, it's in Drop C uh, just bring your stuff to Temple Inn at this point and she will see and we tried a few people before and some people were kind of they were good but they weren't as into it or like you could tell they weren't really metal based players we're kind of doing things where it's like this is kind of right but it's not like it, it's going to be hard to play the songs this way It's like weird things like someone was playing on a five string Um, I don't know do you, do you play guitar is this on you really, yeah, play guitar you. yeah all grand grand so you know like the five string. so it's down in B but we're in C so it's like so What are you going to just like play everything on the first fret all the time like but well, that's like, that's really confusing and I was like do, you want, do I have to work it out now I'll tune in to, to be like okay you do this and I'm, but I said no but like he was a confident bass player just he wasn't that messy guy he was just like here are the notes I'll play the notes he could like he could play it but it wasn't the thing um, but I had people like kind of show up and like be able to play but not really like know the stuff but then Deb showed up and <laughs> Deb showed up at like pretty quickly um we were like, Yeah, Deb, like she's showing up, she's all three demos, like the two singles and one of the demos, she's saying them like there's a few bits that she doesn't know inside out, which is fair enough. Um which is like, Oh, like sure let me know what you think. And I was like, Oh no, we have a gig in April. Uh are you free to stay? And she's like, Yeah, probably. It's like great. And like she sings a lot as well. She's kind of early on, she's like, Oh, if you need stuff for backup focus, like I'll do it. And I was like, Uh like we, ha- we didn't have time to do arrangements between gigs we had like the practice of like oh yeah definitely definitely and then like since starting to record like oh yeah they was doing all the proper singing backing vocals i think she's kind of taken on uh so she's left me to kind of do all like <laughs> all the the fry stuff that i'm terrible at but i'm doing it anyway <laughs> someone has to do it um but she was in first where we had a gig in april we kind of decided that rather than Wait forever to be ready. We're like, look, we will take the gig and somehow do the gig and do it as like a proof of concept. So like, we had a session drummer step in for that one, and even like the guy who was looking us, my friend Shane, he um, it's like, oh, as think he could do like forty minutes, and I was like, but we know twenty minutes of music between us. It's like, oh, I should maybe do maybe do half an hour. It's like, you get twenty five minutes we're talking. That's, what, that's that's what you're getting. and even like I even like looked at the set. Because um, I was looking through files for something, and I looked at like the playlist of the set, and I was like, "That's mad. There's nothing in that set." But um, that, like that was kind of it was a good proof of concept. But the drummer like wasn't in the band in the band. But uh, pretty soon after that, the way we got Tonchi our drummer was mad because we were I was I was putting out ads and just like everyone on Facebook being like, "Hey, sell games. We just need a drummer now." Uh, like all these just stuff like has to be able to play two click, able to play double kick just able to contribute, like actually be able to play the stuff. And around the same time, Sanchi had put on his so like so, probably even the same forums. He was like, hey, drummer here looking for a band, uh, experience playing to a click. Normally play metal. I've done a few bits. And I got onto him and he was like, I was gonna get on to you. I was like, this is fantastic. And it was, it was a similar sort of thing, like for his tryout, he um he came to like the, the practice in I think we we upgraded to Troubadour at that point because like, I don't know if these places have been Anthony, but like Troubadour is a practice space in Dublin, Gross. and, Temple, and is, Tem, Temple Inn is one in also in Dublin. It's in Temple Bar, but it's it's in Temple Bar, so like there's nowhere to park. So if you get the Lewis in, and it's underground, and sometimes it's a bit damp, and I was like, we just go Troubadour because like me and Deb drive, so they'll find worry about. it um, But he came in and, and did his audition, and he was kind of saying like, you want to just like run. The first single a few times and like feel it out a bit. And he was like, also like I know like you have the, the studio version and he did like a that, that live version he did with, with uh Damien on drums. I like I've got bits from both of those. I want to try some stuff. And like even in the, the first run of it, there was like a little gap where I was expecting to just like keep counting so I don't lose the click completely. And he was doing like simple fills that I never would never thought of. I sneaked over Deb and was like, Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. And like the same thing again, it's like oh, what do you think? It's like yeah, we'll, we'll be gig in uh, you know at the end of June, so you free. <laughs> and like that's he he got in as well. And like a lot of stuff, like he'll take within the demos because like I'll kind of write the drums around the guitars a bit. So it's it's always very really, it's always like the chorus has to be bigger, the snare has to be on two and four, and the kick kind of has to follow the riff. And it's just like even stuff like like like. As a guitar player, you know, like when you program drums, it's like, uh, versus hi hat, chorus is crash, bridge is ride. <laughs> like, I like that's that, that's me doing dynamics. but he kind of has he like have like just ideas and stuff and like little kind of like bits we we'll drop out or come in or connect bits in a way I wouldn't have thought of doing. Um, so like a lot of it is just kind of taking like the group into like my demos. And then making it like a drummer actually thought of it. Uh, and since recording with um, Josh, JSR Audio, I don't know if you've ever dealt with him up in no. Belfast. No. No, he's um, he was like, we, we kind of decided, like, right, me doing on the laptop's not going to hack it forever. Um, Especially because like, I, I don't have the facilities to record drums. So I was like, we were kind of looking at, like, well, where do you go? Because like, lads in Dublin and they're good. And like, there's kind of the go-to guys for different places. But I was like, well, we're doing heavy stuff, but there's like, you know, there's stuff in the songs. There's like keyboards and bits and pieces and things like that. And we kind of looked at like bands that we knew were around and who they went to. And um, and they all the, the ones that kind of were doing similar to what we're doing, like the band Idol Discourse. Uh, people say we're kind of the same because they're heavy bands where there is rapping, and it's like yeah, I guess I guess we're kind of the same. Like they're they're a bit more like uh like I think they're more like like something like architects or something. That's like a bit a bit more gente. But the vocal to rap, whereas we're like very much a new metal band. And then another band like Neon Empire, where it's like it's like it, it's like drop G heavy heavy, but there's stuff going on. There's keyboards and there's samples and there's like percussion and stuff. And they all went to him. So I was like, hey, Josh, can you? We come up there, can we record with you? He's like, oh yeah, grand, yeah, do that. And we did. And I was like, oh i get that He's he's like got the sound that we want to to get from as well. And he's great to work like he's he's very willing like especially with me, he's very willing to like just let me try stuff. Just do stuff. And like I love like mostly what I want to do is I'll play like a part and then be like, oh I've got an idea Josh and it's just me doing like up a third as a joke. And he's like, it's like right, do you want to do a real idea now like, yeah. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> let me do stuff like that. He's very willing to just do stuff like that or just try different things with electronics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like he's he's like he's a producer more so than just like an engineer. Cause like some you know, you know, sometimes it's just like uh we just want the song as it is, but recorded. But he's more like like a producer and you'll have ideas and like with the vocals like you'll try like different deliveries or different layers and stuff like that. So like a big part of recorders sound is kind of doing stuff with what we bring to them.
0: Yeah. And, you know, what, what's the feedback you guys get? Like, you know, how well are you received? Because I know a lot of people are kind of like, new metal has its time and its place. It was about 20 years ago. Doesn't belong in the modern time. Uh,
2: it, there is, a, I think when people just hear that it is new metal, like they don't actually hear it, but they hear like, oh, it's a new metal band. They can be a bit kind of like, oh, is it? Yeah, okay. And like, you can put people, even like, they can go in with that and be like, oh, you know, I wouldn't be into rapping in it. But um, I think a lot of people, when they actually hear it, they're kind of, they sort of, they remember it from the first time around and kind of be like, you know what, actually, yeah, it is still like, it's fine to like it. Like, you know, the bigger kids aren't going to beat you up. It's fine. <laughs> like, you know? Like people kind of, I think everyone kind of went away from it and then were like, you know what, actually that was, it was good. It was like, there's stuff like, there's so much of it that like, not all of it's good. There's always going to be, you can always find like a bad new band or I can find like the worst elements of it exaggerated in a band and be like, this isn't good. But like, like hybrid theory was huge and like the first two note albums were huge. So like it, like it has its place, but, um, I think when people us do it live especially you get that like oh it's fun that's the big part of it is that like it's it, it's a fun gig and like um like the recorded stuff people have been like they've been fairly positively into it as well which is great um and i think just the fact that like on stage like i think between myself and max we couldn't do the dead serious metal frontman thing at all like we just we couldn't we couldn't bring ourselves to do we couldn't be like ah favors our family Friends, let's do that's like, well, like it's grand. <laughs> We're just up here like playing riffs and screaming at you. It's, it's fine, it's fun. Don't worry about it.
0: when it comes to gigs then, how do you put together your set list? Is it all originals? Do you throw some of maybe
2: hybrid theory in there? Um she's been lobbying to get some hybrid theory into it. Uh just because like, I have all the tracks from doing the the Lincoln Park gig. The Lincoln Park gigs as well. The name for that is Phoenix Park. And that was my idea. <laughs> and I have to just get that in there because it's F E N I X. So I was very happy with that. But I, we we used to do when we had our twenty minute set, we had like, right, like, we're only going to have a seventeen minute set if we don't do a cover. So we did um, Land of Sunshine with Faith No More, and that was very much a me and Maximilian idea, bringing it to everyone and being like, we're doing this because we only have twenty minutes, and like we did it a handful of times. And Ponty was like. I'm like playing this song it's boring and it's it's just it's not the way I play like I'd never do this sort of a Tom shuffle sort of a thing and there's nothing really going on and like Deb was like I was like it's just it's annoying to play it. and I was like it's great this song is amazing but uh, that got dropped really quick I like think it stayed for maybe three gigs and I think the third one was only because we had two gigs back to back and we didn't have time to change the set Um. Then, but then we were like, well, Max William kind of has he has a, a sort of philosophy about like putting sets together, especially when they're a bit longer. It's kind of like you have to get people's attention straight away, hold them for a bit, and then like there'll be a lull in the middle. And if you do a cover there, they'll pay a bit more attention. Um. But as we kind of start getting more written and more of our own stuff, and people are kind of starting to react to it, that like the need for a cover kind of got pushed out. But we kept a cover of Push It by Static X in the set. And I thought that we always finished it with whenever we had like I said that we needed like three more minutes. I also thought it was at the end. But I was looking back at an old set and it used to be second from the end. And I've no idea why we did that. I think that was like it was like why they're still paying attention, hit them with this one. I don't know. But um yeah that one it kind of we don't do it all the time. But if it's like a forty five minute set, we're like, but we have these three minutes to go at the end. So like there's there's space for this one. But, uh, other than that, like it, it's all it's all us, um, and that we used to have an intro track as well that wasn't us, it was like a cover of a, a remix or something. I don't know, I didn't find it, it was sent to me. I was like, This should be your intro. I was like, Yeah, cool. <laughs> it was, um, it was some piece of Dragon Ball Z music, um, Costello Games, and we had that as an intro track until we realized like a lot of the gigs we're doing were just getting a line check. So when it's time to start the set, we're already on stage. And, and the intro track is a minute long. So we're just kind of standing there like, just pretend this is... I used to I used to actually during it have to go to the mic and be like, pretend we're only coming on now. <laughs> pretend you didn't see that. Um, so now we're just like, we have a tiny little intro and straight into it. And it's just like, if you have a half hour set, there's no room to be sticking in covers. And we have like, there's enough kind of types of songs in our set or there's enough kind of going on. That like you can kind of fill all the gaps that you need in a set with, with like, like, you have like the intro song that's like the most immediate song, um, the one that was like a single one that's like not a ballad, there's none of them are ballads yet, but like something a bit like a bit slower and or a bit more melodic, and then something to, like pick them back up again, that's normally jailbreak, and then something to kind of like take them back down a bit, and like here's your bones, it's, like the single before jailbreak, that's kind of like near the end. Um, if you have a very short set, that is the end. And then it's like, then the big ending song. That's like a big, there's no fade out. It's a big definite boom, end. So like, that, that, that's how we structure it now. And it stayed the same for quite a while. Because we were like, well, like one song was almost written to be an opener. That kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. And I suppose at this stage, you know, the podcast is called Concerts That Made Us. So I have to ask you, as a concert goer, what concerts do you think have made you?
2: Uh, very definitely the first one I ever went to, which was Born on the Take a Look in the Mirror. I want to take a look around. That's the wrong band. Take a Look in the Mirror tour. Sure, it was the point at the time and Static X was important. Oh and my. I hadn't heard Static X at this point. I think my friends might have because I didn't have the channels. They probably had Kerrang! So they like, <laughs> they probably knew a bit more. Like They'd played, I think, I think the only was in a GTA game, maybe, or in some games. So, like, they were a bit more at the speed of that. But I was just like, I don't know who this is. I'm just here for corn. Um, this was great. But then, like, I saw them and I was like, what is this? This is what has happened. And, like, even like little things, I still lose my mind for a gig. Like, when the guitarist and bass player swap sides during a song, I still lose my mind for that. I'm like, this is showmanship. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that that being like the first gig, I was like, oh, yeah, gigs are easy kind of where it's at I think and then there's some other things I've been to where things being kind of funny um, like I, I used to go to like a lot of Newton Faulkner's gigs whenever he was over and in between songs like it's not serious it's just like just a guy having a chat and you know having a nice time with you and like we, I've definitely taken that to gigs uh, part of it's like not knowing what to say on stage as well it's kind of going like I don't know they're all here um stuff like that but those have definitely been been big and i used to kind of there's probably a period where, like where every gig i went to i'd go to it and be like that's what i want to do oh my god yeah like <laughs> i go see Metallica and be like i want to be in a trash band and i want to like know, <laughs> yeah. i wanted to be like mics all over the stage and i want like like i think everyone does it for like to see Metallica for the first time and then when they're in a band like every time you go into a section someone goes up to like and goes Shh. like there's all that kind of stuff um like seeing stuff like that that was definitely uh, a huge part of like gigs and like, i think the biggest gig that had an effect on me i wasn't even at it was the chilies in slain right. and i wasn't like when that was announced i don't think i was like i would have been like 12 and i hadn't i wasn't as music. i was getting into music kind of at that point um so when it was announced i was like i don't i don't even know where slain is i 12. um and I think for Christmas I saw the an ad for the DVD that year, and I was like, oh, that looks like it's a, a gig. And like I have, I think I have like the albums and I know the singles, and I watched that, and I was like, oh my God, this is geek. Just the fact that like, I didn't realize you didn't have to know what you were going to play. I was like, oh, you could just, if you just know your way around enough, you could just make stuff up and things like that, or like. I didn't know what back and vocals were, really. And I was like, oh, you go over or under the lead or to another part sometimes. And I, that really kind of set me off in that direction. Um, maybe not very good for learning guitar solos, <laughs> unfortunately, because <laughs> I was like, oh, you can just make it up. It's like, sometimes you shouldn't make it up. It's like, ah, yeah, fine. <laughs> kind of fine, just do that. That was, that was, like, get like the, the biggest gig for me. I wasn't actually at, but... Um, the gigs I've been at, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think those are the biggest ones that kind of like shaped where I, where I am, like with with gigs, like just gigs that I thought were amazing, um, but I just thought the gig was very good, and it, it didn't make me go like oh, I have to do that. I think that the last one that was like that was just before the pandemic. I discovered the band Twerp. Do you know them? D-W-R-P? No, no, actually. No, they they're uh this Canadian band. It's kind of city pop what they do, but then it's kind of a bit rockier than that. But like, they're very much a gimmick because like they all wear spandex and they have characters and no one knows what their faces look like. But they were the backing band for a comedy band called Ninja Sex Party. And we just managed to get tickets to that because I was like, oh, they're from YouTube. They're funny. This would be good. And then we were like, like they're the back and band, but they have their own set beforehand. And I saw them and I was like, what? What's going on? What is this? Like the 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 lead singer is not a singer; he uses a talk box and everything. So I'd never seen that, and I was like, "This is mad." And like he played a keytar in one song, and I was like, "I'm sold. That's it. A keytar. What is going on?" And just like the bass player being so good at bass, and like just being like really good at slap and stuff, it made me go like, "You know, what? I'm going to actually take bass playing seriously now. I think I think I might actually try to get good at bass." Um. And I've been ages since I'd been to a gig and it's like, I'm going to actually have a go at that now. So like that was important. And even like them kind of just messing around on stage and kind of like, it's not a hundred percent serious. I think that was important to be like, yeah, it's fine to like, like the music still has to be good. And like, you have to be tight and it still has to be good, but like, people are there watching you as well. Like, you know, like, if like, especially, especially in metal, I think there is kind of a thing of, it's just like, in your spots, do the set, and it's very serious. And people are kind of full the army and like watching what you're doing. And be like, yeah, that's yeah, good. You got, you got <laughs> very that. Oh, judgmental. Yeah. yeah, but um, uh we have not heard a lot of that ourselves, though. As well, I think we're looking at like people very immediately go like, oh, it's fun, or they're they're doing jokes in between. It's fine. Uh, new metal songs like it's fine. There's a song called Jailbreak. That's not the Thin Lizzie one. Um, so like the you know, it, I think like. The main thing I've taken away from a lot of gigs, other than like oh you can make it up as you go along, um, but not all the time. You just like no bit going in, but um, like just the Chile's been like oh you can do improvisation, and then uh, fans like to and like Newton Faulkner gigs kind of, been like yeah, but it's fun. Like, like why would you do it otherwise? That's kind of that's kind of the, the main things I've taken away.
0: Right, I feel like that you don't go as you don't go to enjoy a gig; you go to study a gig.
2: You know, <laughs> uh, uh, I used to a little bit, um, when I, especially when I started, I kind of I used to feel like I had to be like, what are they playing? How are they playing it? I want to know what they're doing. But now I kind of, I accidentally kind of study a little bit, just because it kind of comes from knowing how to play stuff. You kind of. You can never really switch it off, I think. I always found that. Like, even, especially when I started, like, learning how to play, if a song that I knew how to play came on in a place I was, I had to think about what they were doing and be like, have I been doing it right the whole time? But, um, like, some gigs, I like if it's something that I know, it's like, I don't play this. Like, I want to see a sky game, and it's like, I don't play sky. Let them away. This is grand. I can just, I can take this in. But if it's something where it's like, i are they doing that. I need to know that. I'll study it a bit. But, um, yeah, other than, like other than that, like I do try to just go and enjoy the gigs, even like there was a gig where there's a weird one in the Sugar Club where it was a band that don't play seated gigs, really, but it was a seated venue that was booked for them, and I was sitting down because like was a seat, and it wasn't sold out, so there was people down the front and I just felt like I was watching people watch a gig. It was really strange. But then, like the following gig I went there I was like down in it. And I was like, "Oh, I can actually just get into this now because I'm, I'm in the gig." But uh, yeah, I try not to be studying gigs, but sometimes I do have to kind of like I'll just I'll know what they're doing. I'm be like, "Oh,
0: that's interesting." And for any listeners that haven't caught one of your gigs yet, what can they expect? Lay it all out first. Oh no! Uh,
2: there will be goofs. And there will be spoofs. <laughs> 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 but um, it will it's it's full on for however long we have like for half an hour or 40 minutes there's not a lot of let up um there's maybe a little bit of space for us to catch our breath in between because like we're not young lads. but um it's heavy but not like breakneck heavy but i think i think just the main thing is like that the gigs are fun and that they're there's like there's an energy to them there's something going on um it's, it's amazing it's just they're just fun gigs and there's like a little bit of silliness like I, I think very early on I was even still like I was like what do you wear Like, what am I going to wear for these cell games gigs like I'm just going to wear what, like, we all decided like, oh there's no dress code just wear what you normally wear and then for one gig there was a, I think there was a gig where I was pulling double duty Like I, I ended up having to like cover bass in the headline band because it was the cover band so I knew the set anyway and I was like oh I'm going to be roasted I'm going to have to just like I'm gonna wear like a cut off, and just gonna wear no sleeves. And I was like, maybe, maybe I'm a guy that wears cut off on stage now, and <laughs> it became that sort of a thing. And like, it's evolved into like Maximilian. Um, I think he wore a blazer to a gig, and it's evolved into like he just has like a load of weird suits that he wears now. Um, so there's like there's something to look at. We're not just in in band T-shirts on stage. But um, yeah, I think you just expect. If you go to the Spotify and listen to that, expect that, but like more, more of that, like, more of that. Um, but mainly for me, we kind like you don't have to one hundred percent do the part that you had in your head going in. There's, it's a bit like like we're still tight, but there is kind of room to mess around. Like even Tanshi before I said it, gigs is like like he described it as like you know like we make jokes. You know, like with each other, we're just making jokes. Like I mean, it doesn't matter because we're inside the song, we're inside the thick. we're inside the like the limits of the song. But like, like we're still, you know, we're having having fun with it. So hopefully everyone's having fun, and it's not just going like this is gas. People are like, oh,
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> is there a is there a gig experience you've had then that you would say is the best?
2: Uh in terms of playing or in terms of going to that you've played? Well, I played. Um. Definitely one of the metal to the masses heats this year. They like that was. I know some people kind of give up a metal to the masses, and it, I know like music's not really a competition. It's not like you know, it's not a sport. It's a, there's not a competitive element to it. Um, but we did really well, so maybe there is. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was first heat of that that we we're in, and kind of the semi-finals, but especially the first one, because we've been kind of like kicking about as a band. Like the full band, the way we were, for maybe six months at that point. Um, and then the first single with everyone on it had just come out. Uh, so people were kind of like, oh it's, oh, it's a band, it's not just two guys. And we had stuff out that were like people that weren't in the band. Uh, we did like a video session thing just to be like, Look, we're real people, it's not just a recording project, like, there's people in it. But this was the first thing that was just the band, and that just came out on the Friday, like the day before we had our first heat. Um, but it was like a lot of people who didn't know who cell games were or what we were about because it was like we'd be kicking around favorites a little bit and then like we hadn't done nothing over the winter really so just kind of came back and it was just like we played very well which is always like I'm always very happy with that when we play well obviously <laughs> Yeah. But because I remember like like the first week we I played them and I'd be like oh that was pretty good and then like the second one I was like oh that was good and the third one I was like between this one and the last one yeah that's where that's where it is but that's like the that one was like this is like like we just played the best we played to that point, and people kind of got it, and like there's like a little bit of momentum from like that single that Evan out was kind of knocking around, and the people hearing it being like oh this, yeah the the last we did the, the bones I was like yeah yeah that one it was they it was kind of it wasn't like oh we've arrived because like you know we haven't arrived but it was the first kind of like oh it's it's a band I see now it's not just guys messing about it was like that was that was it was like kind of like from both from our perspective and like the audience it was kind of like the best kind of like oh we're playing the best we've been played and we're being received the best we've been received so I think that was that was it and like the siege was a similar thing to that um but I was just really tired of the siege <laughs> so the siege was like was probably as good but um it was one in the afternoon so everyone's a bit tired or like not awake yet fully Whereas, like, your endowments, you're up a bit higher. So, like, but in February, it was like right up on top of everyone, and everyone's like, oh, I get it now with cell games. Um, it was like, I think it up at nine o'clock to do this. <laughs> oh, no. But, like, playing wise, good. Definitely, yeah. the Masters was like one.
0: Right. And to flip it around, is there an experience now? You can use any gig you've ever played, but is there an experience you'd say was the worst, and how did you overcome it? Uh,
2: let me think. With cell games, We've like occasionally been a bit ropey and been like, you probably should have looked over some of that before. We had a gig once where it was just tech disasters. Like the drummer, just, he, he wasn't getting the click in his ear at points. And like, he, if he doesn't have the click, he doesn't get the cue. So we don't get the cue. So things are a bit wishy-washy. And there was like a new song that had like a weird guide in so it. So it was a bit, like it was very loose. Um, this is also the only we cared about. And I think just the way around that was to be like, right. Well, that can't happen again. So we need to just like, we just like make sure going in that everything's good, and just like make sure our cues are good. Um, but not like on my own. I used to do kind of acousticy stuff. And <laughs> the worst, the worst gig I maybe experienced in my life up to that point was I played Knockin' stocking on the Sunday, maybe the second last year that there was a Knockin' stocking, because I know they stopped a while ago and i played it on my own and on the sunday they started doing a thing where because it's a sort of residential area, like so look at a festival but from maybe two to three on a sunday i think it was or one to two, we now where we stopped so i was the first thing on a tiny stage that was in the campsite in like a shed after that break so like nothing's really started up i'm just one guy in a shed and there was no one and i was like don't know if I actually like do the music. This is dreadful. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and so like, uh, I don't know. Like, can, though, and obviously because I'm still, I'm still on the go. Mm. But um, that was dreadful. It was just dreadful. Like, I think I played fine though. <laughs> no, no one could no one can say I didn't because there was no one there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> interesting interesting and you know with Cell Games then what's the goal you know is it just for fun for you guys or do you are you serious about trying to make it
2: uh, like we're serious as as you can be without like kind of being a bit ridiculous like like we're like we're not obviously going to be like oh well you know we're going to set the free arena and do arena tours it's like probably not but we do kind of want to do like, we want to kind of be, I suppose, medium or extra medium in size. Like, we're not going to be huge, but, like, I did kind of start out saying, that I always kind of shift the goalposts a bit. Like, at the start of the band, it's like, I just want to play Fibbers. Dads are always playing fibres, and I just want to, like, just play my own stuff in fibers That'd be great. And then we did, like, two gigs, and I was like, I want to do more now. I want to do more of those, but I want to move up a bit. And then, like, we printed T-shirts, and it was like, of us want to sell out the t shirts, so I don't want to do that. And then it was like, then we kind like, you know, I want to do gigs opening for bigger people. I don't want to just do like get together lineups. Like, you want to kind of like open for bigger people and stuff. And like, do not necessarily like calling a headliner makes it sound bigger, but like, you know, kind of have enough people that are like willing to come to a gig that it's, it's when they go like sell games on the poster, come to it, that kind of a thing. And like, just get a like stay as, as many places as we can and as much as we can um, like yeah, we broke Limerick now I guess because we're doing like Limerick on Saturday but like even like just like like to play like all the obvious places like we played Fred's and we played Fivers. we're going to play Pharmacia li- like, I'd like to get up the north I'd like to get to Galway I'd like to get to the UK even though I think I do get seasick so I don't know could I'll have to figure that one out we could fly i just put the gear on the ferry I don't know <laughs> we put the gear in <laughs> Debs van on the ferry, it'd be grand. won't uh, get me on that. I won't feel great. um yeah, just kind of kind of just always grow a bit like the whole thing not just kind of kind of just being not that must be like you know like bi monthly favors games and that they they kind of be like still games are on the bill. check it out, that kind of a thing,
0: yeah, yeah, I get you. you don't want the kind of plateau you know keep pushing forward.
2: Yeah, like like I don't want people to go like, again. I'm just still on the go. Yeah, (laughs) we are. (laughs) (laughs) We say it like that.
0: (laughs) And you know, when it comes to the band, how do you handle disagreements and differences, if there is any?
2: Uh, We don't have or haven't anyway any any massive disagreements. Like any kind of disagreement is always just kind of like trying something in a song and being like, not great, is it? And like normally if because it's like, it's an even number of us. So if three people go, like, nah, it's not great, then it's like, oh, fair enough. Um, but generally, we kind of, everyone's very open to, to everything. There's not a whole lot of disagreement in the band. Um, everyone's kind of like, like, if, so, if if we're kind of like, oh, if we do this gig, if someone's like, nah, it's not worthwhile doing that, it's like, oh, I want to do that. So, or like, there's, there's never been any huge kind of, like, disagreements are falling out. Yeah, anyway. I hope not. Um, I I James, think you know. I don't hope no, not. Um, everyone's easy going enough for like. Again, it's the same. Like I've said it, like a few times, but like, like we're not young lads. We've all been in bands, so we kind of know that, like, like you know, we take it seriously. But it's like, you know, like after this gig, I'm gonna get up tomorrow and I have to do normal stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you know, still so we'll have to. Like if like if someone's like giving it out, it's like I can't believe. You... Why would you do like? How is it this way? And then like next thing, like right well, i got the email to tax my car so i may go and do that now <laughs> like like if you take it you know we take it seriously but we're not taking it like stupid serious so i think that stops us kind of putting heads too much about it because like it's, you know it is only rock and roll or whatever <laughs> <laughs> hopefully there won't be any massive rise anyway
0: fingers crossed
2: <laughs> don't blame me now if there is
0: after asking that <laughs> question
2: <laughs> oh okay. if-
0: before we move on to the last couple of questions then, plans for 2024, any gigs, any new music you can tell us about? Uh,
2: so 2024, the first thing we have straight out of the gate, we're playing in the Next Big Thing Festival, which is, um, it's in the Workman's Club in Dublin, across like, the two floors of the same building, but I don't think you can access them from each other. But there's like the Workman's Club is the main room, the Workman's Cellar is the downstairs. Um, I think they connect in the building somehow, but the entrances are on like opposite sides of the block. I don't know how it works, but um, the timetable hasn't been like put together properly. yet. But that I think it's the twenty third to the twenty seventh of January. I think those are. The, I know it's like the last week, Tuesday to Saturday. I think those are the dates, and we're on one of the stages on one of the days, and that if you check out the next big thing, or XO promotions, EXOH promotions, um. There's things there to, like, early word tickets. And, again, they never told me the pricing structure, but there's some sort of structure where it's, like, you can go to, like, one day or all the days or one room or both rooms or something. But, um, like, I think you just go to all of it and we'll be there. After that, we have our heat in Metal to the Masses, which hopefully goes as well as the last one in that we get through, or at least it's good. Um, That's on the 10th of February. And if you go, you have to vote for us because it's my birthday that week. So, what are you, what are you going to do? Not vote for my birthday? Um, we should have new music out then. soon, hopefully, I don't. We have we haven't nailed down any date. And if I start throwing out dates, it won't happen. You know, what I, mean? I don't want to kind of go like, oh yeah, yeah, twenty third, yeah, yeah, and then something happens. It's like, oh, it's not ready. But there's, there's like there's stuff recorded. Um. We've been working on the video for something like in the background for a while. That like, hopefully will come to fruition. Uh, we were in the studio two weeks ago, I think. The day after Jaybreak came out, we were in the studio working on the next thing. It just lined up that that was like when you were able to do something. So we're kind of kicking around. like, Do we do infinite singles? Or do we hang on a bit and make that an EP? Or do we hang on a bit more and make that an album? But um there will definitely be something out. Uh, at least one thing. Definitely more within the span of the year but the main thing is like gig at the end of January in Workman's uh, Metal to the Masses and then if you just follow us that mp 3 on Instagram you will hear about whenever the music is coming out but soon is the plan unless I don't know what unless the files go away <laughs> 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 know, unless, unless the file, file goes away it, it won't go out but like it's February-ish is the plan and then we'll see what we're kind of we've managed to end up slightly ahead of where you want to be in terms of like the stuff we have ready. So we didn't think we'd have enough stuff ready. So now we're like, what do we do with it? Where does it go? (laughs) That's better going like, no, we have to get to here now. So It's not ready yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, there's plenty to, uh, plenty to look forward to next year anyway. And uh, we'll dive into the last few. So these are a couple of random, weird music questions. First one, if you could see any performer, from history in concert for
2: one night only. Who would it be? Oh. Can it be someone that's still going, but at a different time? Yeah. Oh. Because I would like to see Red Hot Chili Peppers closer to the time of the staying gig. Because I know it's the same line up back together now. But, uh, yeah, it's not. It's just. It's not quite the same. It's not the exact one that I remember being so into. Or if I could see Static X again, because like, I know they're around now, but it's like it's not really Static X. It's it's most of Static X. So if I could see them for real now that I actually know who they are, I'd be big into that. Yeah, were you at the Chili Peppers gig last year? I was, and I was big into it, but it was like. It was, like a, it, was, it was like a festival crowd, but it wasn't a festival because you paid 90 euro to go see Red Hot Chili Peppers. And like, maybe it was dependent on the area, but where we were, it was a lot of people who kind of were just going because there was gigs on during the summer. And like the new, not even songs, the new The End of Snow, they loved that bit. And they loved Other Side, but not necessarily like all of it. But like the bed took my kiss and I was like, I was loving it and just people didn't know what it was. And I was like, wait, it, me here, I don't understand. Or like the encore where they did play Under the Bridge, those people were upset, and I was like, I'm sick of Under the Bridge. At the Were you, were you at? It? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. Like the encore of Sir Psycho Sexy into Their Red Hot, I was like, that's like something I would say as a joke. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if they did Sir Psycho Sexy into Their Red Hot? And then they did it, and I was like, this is great. I don't even care that no one can get a taxi. <laughs> I went to bed, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I thought the
0: exact same though. I was standing there looking around, and I was like, you know what? The half this crowd looks like they don't even—they've
2: never even heard of the Chili Peppers. Yeah, I think the thing with the Chili Peppers as well is like, I get the impression they don't understand why people like them and come to do a gig. Like, I think they think everyone likes it the same way that I like it. Whereas, like, I want to, like, I want to see them do like album tracks, and I want to see them like just try stuff or like. Just fuck about and do things like they did a lot of they're kind of getting into like you know at the end of a song the song will be over but they'd still just be playing something and i was like this is good this is like like i'm seeing a band perform and there's something dynamic happening whereas people are going like oh where's, where's the one about uh danny california is that next to her <laughs> yeah so like, they, don't, they don't know that people just want the songs off the radio sometimes but uh i was happy so if they keep doing that i don't mind
0: i seen them uh, back in, I think it was 2004, 2005 in the Phoenix Park. And oh, yes. they were unbelievable. I suppose that was probably a year or two after Slain was it? Slaying was, was 2003.
2: With... I, think I think so. Was that with Pixies? They opened yeah. for Pixies or Pixies opened for them or something?
0: Pixies opened for them. Yeah. It was unbelievable.
2: Yeah. I think I was like, I think I might have been like 14. So I probably, I think i been like, you can't go to that, you're going to Metallica this year already. I was like, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> right, right. Looking back now, it's a tough choice, but I'd probably go for Metallica myself.
2: Yeah, I think like my friends wanted to go to that, so I was like, oh, this is on to go to. And I think would well, that be the year they had slip knot were playing with them, or was that the following year? That was the following year. I think this might have been like St. Anger ish. Uh yeah, yeah. When when they were still touring St. Anger. But they kind of realized it's like, that's not what people want. So, like, they're (laughs) frantic. And I was like, okay, that's what we're here to promote anyway.
0: Mm. Yeah. And uh, the next one. So, this is where the weird part comes in. If you had to be locked inside a room with any musician from history for 24 hours, who would you pick?
2: My God. 24 hours. Let me think now. Uh, Probably a lot that I wouldn't want to be. (laughs) Sure sinister who would want to be in a room with um, I was going to say Rick Rubin but he's not a musician and he's explicitly not a musician but he's just <laughs> really fun to listen to and he would just tell me over and over again how he's not a musician uh, but I could listen to him like, like he can he can do a lot of saying nothing after saying lots. Of stuff. it's just really it's just really pleasant to listen to you would be like falling asleep to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, so, true.
0: <laughs> it's a good one. First time anyone's ever picked him, actually. And the uh, the final one. What song would appear on the soundtrack to your life?
2: Ooh, good one. Um, I should have thought of an answer for this, because it's, it's a very, it's a very good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've never thought about this. This is actually <laughs> going to stump me. Um, trying to think. In terms of songs that... Actually, you know what? It's a stupid answer. But I think it would be... <laughs> it's soundtrack to my life. I think it would be kind of somewhat appropriate. Kind of given how long I've been doing music. And that's kind of the thing I've been doing for... Longer than I happened. I think when I got, I reached a certain point where I'd been playing, I started playing when I was 11. So then when I was 23, I was like, I'm playing longer than I happened now. That's it. I can never be playing less than the time I wasn't playing beforehand. So I think the opening theme from King of the Hill, because it's the first thing I ever learned how to play in guitar. And my dad, who's not even really a guitar player, but he kind of like sat down with the two chords he knew and he worked it out for me. And that's like the first thing I learned how to play. And I didn't even learn it in the right key. But I think that would be sort of appropriate because the first tattoo I got was last year. And I just got like the standard chord symbol for G major on my leg. And then uh, immediately, like ankle socks went out of fashion. So I was like, no one's ever going to see this. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it would be appropriate. It would be be very good. Like, G's the first chord I learned. That's the first thing I learned using G, even though the song's actually an E. But uh, my dad didn't know he was doing new GNC. So that's the way we learned it.
0: Right, right. Has to be that one. So listen, Tristan, thanks a million now. It's been a, a blast chatting with you over the last
2: hour. Oh, thank you. I come to Pharmacia. Everyone come to Pharmacia on Saturday.